0: For it. Okay, we are January eighth at eleven thirty a.m. Lesson one point six, Ruth and Nick. Three, two, one.
1: Welcome back, you beautiful foot nerds. Today's lesson is one point six: designing your experience. Yep. So um, we're going to unpack what it means to intentionally. Um, create your journey through the Footnerd program. So, we want to thank you for taking responsibility for your health as always, because it bleeds into the ecosystem around you, healthy people everywhere. And if you have questions um, or you want to contribute a layer two conversation, you know that you can message us on Slack and we will respond. So, without further delay, let's do this, Nick. All we're right. Going to talk about it.
0: Yes. So, today is going to be a brief one. Uh, because our goal is just to give everyone a few nuggets to think about um, and to, to give some tools that we feel are important for planning this out, right? The more intentionally you design this, you know, this is lesson 1.6. So you, you are currently uh, 50 days into the Footner program. So you've had some time to kind of create routines and maybe even see some friction that you faced with getting your daily hour done. And so we feel that at this point is a good time to kind of recalibrate and create, build systems um, based on the the experience that you've had so far and to kind of prepare you for success for the next um, basically five sections, five blocks of this program. And so, um, yeah, I think the first one is the importance of developing a clear sense of purpose. Uh, And as part of the application, everyone sort of said, you know, answered the question, why are you doing this? And I think this is a good place to sort of double down and maybe reclarify your purpose, right? Like, why are you doing this program? What is your chief motivation and reason for uh, embarking on this, on this challenge to put an hour of your daily energy towards the process of health? So write it down, get it really clear. Um, You know, this is the sentence or a few sentences that essentially you can look back on to motivate you when things get challenging because things will certain life will happen. Unforeseen challenges will be faced. And when you have this really clear, strong, deeply um, held purpose, that really is a, is a powerful way to motivate you and, and realign your sort of focus um, if, and when things get off track. And I think if we just accept that there will be challenges that'll throw us off, um, then they won't be as big of a surprise when they do happen. Um, and you know, I can speak from experience from all the nerds I've spoken to everyone, everyone faces challenges throughout a year, right? We might have like global challenges. We might have individual challenges, um, and the clearer, the intention, the higher, the likelihood of success. And the goal is to plan for success. Um, and you know, even another good reflection question here for purposes, like with regards to the footner program, how do you define success after 360 days? right? So if you were to judge yourself, your performance after 360 days, what would determine whether it was a, a, a resounding success, write that down, because that ends up being sort of your lighthouse that you can work towards. So clearly defining purpose, very important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really closely connected to that is um, values, being really clear on the things you value, right? Like radical clarity to the point where, you know, write down the three things that matter to you most above above everything else in your life. You know, this could be, if you're doing this program, probably health is one of those things. Um, Family, relationships, whatever it might be, But write down um, the three things that matter to you most with radical clarity. And then work on sort of work on tying those values into the journey you've committed to. So tie those values into the footner program so that, you know, and you know, your values will change over time, right? If you change as a person over time, your values should also change over time. And that's okay. But I think at any given time, it's important to know what our values are, so that we can ensure we're acting in alignment with those values. And if you can tie those values into the FootNerd program, once again, it'll be a really powerful driving force to keep you motivated, if and when things get challenging. Any, uh, any personal takes on that stuff, Ruthie pop before mm-hmm. we go on?
1: I remember having to look up the definition of values when I was asked what my values were, because I wasn't actually clear, like what that meant, you know, and they Mm. do change over time.
0: Yeah. And they become these things that we hold ourselves accountable to, right? Like Mm. inevitably we forget and get off track and get distracted and there's nothing wrong with that. That's natural. Mm. I think it's, I think if you don't, then it, maybe it means you didn't take on something challenging enough. Um, but I think values are really the anchor that allows us to get back on track quickly and no, and more importantly, notice when we get off track. Um, and
1: to put a pin in the idea of like, when you said like attach your, um, integrate your values into the journey that you're designing for the foot nerd program, like as an example of that community was one of my values. And so I could, I could, I could integrate that into my design and know, like you were saying, when you were getting off track, like, wow, it's been a week and I haven't like seen another person or something, you know? So um, you, you have a, a check and balance system when you do that.
0: Yes. Um so planning. I think if failing to plan is planning to fail, you know that old saying, I think that holds true. Uh I also think that plans must always be dynamic and flexible so that you can update them regularly, right? If it's super rigid and you're finding it hard to follow your plan, maybe your plan needs to be revised. So there's like a happy medium that needs to be achieved there. Um but tangible examples of planning, create a calendar, um and and sort of schedule your time blocks that you're going to be working on your health, right? If you plan it into your day, what will get scheduled gets done. At least in my experience, I've seen that to be very true. Uh, We gave a sample checklist uh, for the whole program. And then even uh, like a sample template for what the 10 days might look like. And so use that if it's helpful, or you can create your own calendar. I think planning also includes contingency planning. So what happens if you have a setback? Like what is your plan? And if you have a plan and you encounter a setback, and even if you visualize that setback, you you kind of feel much more prepared, and you're not caught off guard if you fa- if and when you face one. Can you um, have, an you, know, what happened- you yeah,
1: have an example so of that. Yeah, so
0: say you miss like three or four days in a row. Uh, you look in your health log. You're like, wow, I missed four days. I didn't know I did, but um, it's like, okay, what made me not log info in my in my log for four days? Was it just that I didn't? Uh, was it that I forgot? Well, maybe I'm missing a prompt to remind me to do that. Uh, Was it that I had a significant family event that happened that needed my energy. And so I couldn't, uh, I couldn't do it. Right. And like, even just writing that down, reflecting on that, writing that down in your health log is very important. Um, If you lose focus, who, if if I lose focus and I get off track, who can I look to for support? So having like a contingency plan where it's like, maybe it's your learning partner, maybe it's the partner you live with. uh, Maybe it's someone in your pod that you connected with, whoever it might be, have that in place so that when it happens, you can be self-aware that you've kind of gotten off track and have a contingency plan for how to get back on track after you veered off. And I think that's really important. Um, and you know, even a contingency plan can be something like, okay, uh, it's my one health hour today, but I don't really feel like learning. I don't really feel like reading. Um, you know, what's your plan B and maybe it's go for a 45 minute walk and, uh, without any input, And just see what feelings or emotions or stressors come to mind. And then write that in your health log, right? Like if the energy, if your energy is low and your focus is fuzzy, because maybe you didn't sleep well the night before you had a really stressful day at work, what is your plan B for still putting in your hour, but doing it in a way that's much less intimidating. And maybe it's just like, go for an hour long walk or just lie down with no external input for an hour and just rest. Maybe your health hour today is an hour of rest because that's what you need today. And so I think knowing all these options gives you much more things to play with and plug in depending on what situations come up. So trying to foresee situations that might come up planning for them so that if they ever do happen, you have a, you, you've already kind of gone through the, the uh, mental exercise of seeing, okay, you know, like, like kind of like negative visualization, where you visualize, I'm going to have an obstacle. It's going to stop me from doing my hour. Here's how I'm going to make it up. Who here's Mm -hmm. who I'm going to look to for support. I think these are deeper layers of planning that, allow you to have a higher likelihood of success. Mm -hmm. Um, And even things like making deals with yourself, right? Like this whole notion that, uh, okay, I'm going to plan for the fact that Netflix is probably going to capture my attention away from doing my hour. So I'm going to make a deal with myself and say, until I've done my hour of working on my health, I can't watch Netflix or I shouldn't watch Netflix. And even just like these little scenarios, these little thought experiments really allow you to run through um, options. you Mm -hmm. face resistance because you almost certainly will and that's okay
1: yeah rehearsal eliminates the crisis of timing
0: yes that's a great rehearsal eliminates the crisis of timing that's really that's well said um prompts this one's pretty basic some sort of reminder we have reminders all the time we have an alarm clock that wakes us up and reminds us to wake up we have um dings on our phone that remind us when someone sends us a message the least we can do is program in some reminders to put in our daily health hour. If that hour is very important and you've committed to it, make sure that you program your life such that there's reminders. Um, Two easy examples, like number one, if you've picked when you're gonna put in your hour, put a prompt on your phone, an alarm goes off every time that time chunk comes up so that your phone literally reminds you it's time to work on your health. This is your hour. Um, Objects and environmental prompts are also good. So maybe you put your health log uh, on your pillow. After you make your bed in the morning, so that when you go to bed, if you haven't put something in your health log, there's a physical object prompt on your pillow before you lie down to sleep that you got to write something in the health log, even if it's just one sentence. Um, So I think those are important. Um, Another one is setting boundaries. And this is an important one, right? And this Mm -hmm. can be with yourself, but it can also be with others, right? Mm -hmm. So if you plan out when you're going to put in your daily hour working on your health, tell other people about it. And that's kind of for two reasons. Number one, you're, you're sort of making a social contract with yourself by telling someone that you're going to put in an hour's work on your health at this time each day. And you tell someone you're kind of putting something in place to keep yourself accountable. That person knows you're doing that. So number one, they're not going to interrupt you during that time. Cause they know that's your time that you've committed to, to working on your health. Um, but also if you're not putting in that time, maybe they'll say, Hey, aren't you supposed to spend this hour on your health? You know, like, it's like these subtle little nudges you can engineer into your life. Um, If you're a parent and you have kids, um, maybe you discuss the plan with your kids and your partner and sort of let them know why this is important to you, why you've decided to do this, when you're going to do that, do it so that people know that if you're not available and for the most part, I think a lot of those hours you can, you can involve your family, right? Like in the movement section, it's all about play, just engineer a play hour each day with your family or whatever it might be. Um, but let other people know about it and set boundaries so that people know you um, are unavailable during this period of time because you've committed to taking care of yourself for one hour a day for 360 days. And so those are examples of sort of setting boundaries.
1: Beautiful.
0: The last thing I want to talk about is this notion of defining traction. We're doing pretty good for time. <laughs> okay, um, Hopefully we're not talking too. We're trying to do this lesson in 21 minutes. So we'll see how we do. This notion of defining traction. And I read a book by Nir Al called uh, Indistractable. And some of the terms he used were very powerful because they were like really simple and they really resonated with me. And this whole notion that we talk about distraction all the time, but he unpacks the term distraction and compares it um, to its counter term, which is traction. And so, you know, traction being defined as forward motion towards your objective, distraction means um, slipping away from your objective right dis meaning away from distraction and I think the, the key insight that i got was that by clearly defining traction like very concretely and very and like narrowly defined it's really easy to spot distractions but if you haven't explicitly defined what traction means for you on whatever objective you're pursuing it becomes much harder to determine what is a distraction and what is and and what isn't It's easy to trick ourselves into thinking something isn't a distraction when it is. And so, you know, an example of clearly defining traction would be I'm going to show up intentionally for one hour every day for 360 days. That is a very concrete, um, you, you know, you can't really twist that one a whole lot. It's very concrete. It doesn't matter when you do it. But if you're, if traction is to show up an hour a day for 360 days, then you know that if you don't show up for a couple of days and put something in your health log, you're getting distracted. And then it's a question of what is distracting me um, from um, keeping aligned with traction. And so, yeah, it enables detection of distraction. For example, if you haven't put in your one hour of working on your health and you find yourself scrolling Instagram, it's very easy to see that Instagram is is a distraction at that point in time. Um, Instagram itself is not bad. But if you're doing that in lieu of putting in your hour, which you've committed to, then you can tell that at that point in time, you're using Instagram as a distraction. And so it's just about being really clear so that we, it's easy to be honest with ourselves. Um, and, you know, for example, defining traction, another example of that might be, I'm going to log in once a week to check in with the, the footnerd community on Slack. If you define that, it's very easy to see if you're getting distracted away from that. And if you're not doing that, Maybe it's because you have an engineer to prompt to remind you to do it, or maybe it's because there's some sort of resistance of stopping you from doing that. And I think it's, you know, if you notice it, it's easier to dive in and sort of explore it deeper. Um, and then, you know, another example of a concrete definition of traction would be, I'm going to check in every two weeks on a 30 minute call with my learning partner or with my pod. Um, and if you clearly define traction, it's very easy to see if, and when you're getting off track. And if you have contingency planning in place, It's easy to recalibrate and get back on track if you do get off. So uh, that's defining traction. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about some experiments.
1: Let's do it. These are
0: some examples. Um, The first one is a really simple, easy reflection. Try and do it in one sentence. And you've already defined this in your application, but you might, you know, being 50 days into the program, you might sharpen this up or refine it a little bit. Why are you doing this program? Really be super clear on like in one sentence, why are you doing this program? Um, another experiment would be define what a successful completion of the program means to you. Like we said, it's like a resounding success after 360 days. What does that look like? How can I define that concretely so that I can see if I'm moving towards that or not? Um, write down your three most important values. How do those values align with your commitment to health? That's a good reflection question and answer. Um, define what traction means to you for this program, right? It might be different than the ones I suggested, but I think defining it for yourself is important. Uh, what's an example of a boundary you're setting for yourself. So spend a little bit of thought energy thinking about that and write it down, uh, write down two examples of prompts that you can implement for yourself. Um, tell someone, tell someone else why you're doing the footner program, a friend or a family, like really reinforce your commitment by sharing it with someone else. Um, and sharing your why with someone else. Cause I think that reinforces it an extra amount with that, um, sort of like social contract you're making with yourself by sharing a commitment with other people. Um, and the last one, ask someone if they're willing to offer support, if you en- encounter a challenging time and how they're able to offer you support, is it a call? Is it a message on Slack? You know, like, I think that's, um, part of this contingency planning is like, I will face resistance at some point. If I plan for that, then I c- then I'll know how to kind of deal with that. It won't catch me off guard and I'll quickly be able to identify it and recalibrate and get back on track. So ask someone, if they're willing to give you support, if you face a challenge and if they say yes to that, then, you know, you have a point person to go to if you um, kind of, you know, quote unquote, get off the rails. So that was it. That's all I had.
1: That's great. That's great. So for for this lesson, there will be a layer two conversation that unpacks nerd experiences Um, little tips and struggles and victories and such. And so you can tune into that for a deeper unpacking of this lesson. Um, Remember that this is proof of work just listening to this lesson. And we, of course, we're going to support the idea that you get together with your pod mates and your learning partner. And and we thank you for always making the commitment to showing up because that's the hardest part.
0: One last thing I'll say, too, is like in terms of layer two conversations uh, with this lesson, I think Mm. every person that goes through the program and faces challenges and has Mm. stories to tell of how they what challenges they faced, how they overcame those challenges, uh, challenges that were really hard for them to overcome. I think by Mm. sharing these stories, we actually develop a a, sort of like a a collective of shared stories that, number one, uh, let people know that when you face resistance, you're not alone. And number two, someone might have creatively solved an obstacle that they faced, uh, in a way that you hadn't thought of. And maybe that inspires you, um, to take a different perspective or to learn from how they overcame that challenge to maybe apply it to your situation. So I think by sharing our experience, um, we allow each other to have a, a broader scope that, uh, when something's difficult, it's not necessarily you it's because we're embarking on a, on a, on an important commitment. That is a big challenge, but, um, If we make it really concrete and we have a support network in place, uh, then we can all get through the challenges in different ways and we can all share our experience to inspire others um, that every challenge can be overcome Um, and and it's worth working on.
1: Yes. And our intention is to grow this community, to hear as many different experiences as we can within. So you foot nerds are going to have your own experience that we hope and, and encourage you to share in a layer two conversation in the future.
0: Beautiful. That's it. We're under That's time. It. we got a minute 45 to spare. Thanks for listening. Yep. Much love to you all. And uh, ciao for now.
1: Ciao for now, friends. See you next time.